because I'm sure that you know whatever topic I mention, you will have something to say about it, and you will have something to talk about it because you you think I'll have an opinion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, normally you don't, but maybe you might want to make an exception this time. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books to read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. Yeah, and today I will, because it's fresh off my mind, I will talk my story of attending a conference in a very nice city in Poland. Wait, you're not going to say happy birthday? Oh, yeah, right. It airs on your birthday. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> so, Thank you, even though it's not there yet. <laughs> yeah, so um, so anyway, um, I wanted to throw in some stupid joke about how young you are, but nothing comes to my mind. So happy birthday, man. You're getting old-ish. Yeah, getting, thank you. You too. You're getting Always mature. getting older. All right. Fuck you. So you've been <laughs> on the conference. <laughs> what? <laughs> you've been on the conference. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get away from this. <laughs> All right, so, my dear young Radek, I was on a conference. Yes, <laughs> I was on MobiConf in Krakow, and uh, as per your suggestion and per your uh, challenge, I went only with a backpack. Uh, it was a four-day trip, so um, two days on the trip and two days mm -hmm. there. So I was traveling the whole Wednesday and arrived on Wednesday evening. And then I was there Thursday, Friday, and on Saturday morning I was flying out and coming back home on Saturday evening because I have I, I just had a very strange connection through Amsterdam and with a like three-hour layover each time. So I spent lots of time um, in, in, in two airplanes each and uh, on the airports, which was okay because I did a fantastic quarterly offsite Lots of time for that, and also very good weekly review in the end. So um, yeah, it was actually pretty good time. Yeah, good for you. Uh, I tried to do my quarterly offsite last week and the week before that. That didn't work. It's currently scheduled for third of November, which is hardly quarterly, but that's what it is. Oh man, so that's really uh, quite late. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really happy that I managed to do it exactly on the you know brink of of of, of the quarters so um so uh, it's i think it's also one of the first times i did it so close to the to the date so it's good right uh, but but i, I really I, i have so many questions to ask you about your backpack situation this is like pretty much the first time you did something like this is that correct Yes, I used to always have this uh, typical carry-on luggage. So, um, mm -hmm. so this is, and you challenged me to just take my backpack. And when I was on my sabbatical, I bought the Nomadic backpack. Um, yeah, for myself. And, and and there are two versions of it. I bought the smaller version. So again, it's even more challenging because it's only when it when it completely expands, it's only twenty-four liters. So it's pretty small. Yeah, it's um, not that big. Yeah. But it works. I mean, first of all, the backpack as such brings me lots of joy. It's a really mm -hmm. good backpack. I really like it. It's worth, the, I, I, in my opinion, it's worth the $200 mark <laughs> uh, on the backpack. It's very well done, very, um, uh, very good quality. I love lots of organization there, lots of pockets, lots of places to put stuff. 
Um, so uh, really, really cool stuff. And the way that it expands to 24 liters from 20 liters, it's pretty useful. And now, uh, uh, so so with the backpack overall, I love it. I love carrying it. It's it's uh, very comfortable. But and I'm now I managed to pack it for four days. So I'm I'm really proud of you, man. This is this is a big step. I remember reading, I think back in 2011, before we worked together, the old productive like the the whole backlog of productive magazine, and I remember you explaining to me the the art of like minimalism and packing in carry-on luggage only and I was really impressed and inspired by it because I was reading that while bored on a uh, trip abroad and I had this big suitcase right so so for me that was like new world to just to only have carry-on luggage and and ever since that um, and maybe a couple of missteps after that but 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 since at least 2013 14 for sure I would I would never big uh, I would never never get a big suitcase with me anywhere but then I realized like man that ain't minimalism like if you if you have this big thing that you have to carry with you all the time and so you only have one hand that's available to do anything while you're moving from place to place that's hardly minimalism and being backpack only is the the only true minimalist's TM uh, way uh, and it took me a while to figure out how to do it in a way that makes sense. Uh, that's actually uh, bringing me more value in in my life than uh, than taking away because like you can't bring ev- everything. But but this like to me this is about this convenience and this this feeling of of liberty that all I need is like on my backpack on the extension of my back. Right, like it, it's like part of my my body essentially, and I, I don't have any space taken away by something I have to lug around. It's just on me, and it's just so simple how you can so effortlessly uh, move through through airports, through uh, trains, through from place A to place B in cities, going you know make complicated trips between cities. Uh, and all you have is on your bag, and that makes just things so much simpler, and so much less stress, and, and just, just just really gives this this sense of 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 freedom that you don't have this this suitcase that's um, that's handcuffed to your your hand, and and you're bound by it. So th- did you did you get that experience? Did, do you do you now feel what I feel, or is it more like eh, it's kind of cool? Well, I'm not there yet. Okay. I- it's kind of cool, and what I what I really liked, and especially because I was flying with two different airlines. I mean, they're technically, you know, friendly airlines, but still, they were <laughs> two different airlines. Um, it, what I liked that nobody was questioning if if I could take it uh, with me. Like, like ah, right. you know, they would uh, with people with uh, with you know uh, rolling carry on luggages. There was like they would put the stickers. They would tell them, you know, that we, you, we we cannot accept anymore or whatever. I was at the end of the line. And I was just comfortably breezing through because they see they saw that there is this guy only with the backpack. So really, there is you know, uh, and and this backpack can be really put also under the seat if you really try it. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I, so I, I always I always do that because then I there's no way I forget it. Uh, I don't have to fight over space with other people. And like you said, you can like airport experience is so much more chill 
because you can just sit in the waiting area until the there's no line, right? Exactly. Where there's like a couple of last people and you walk inside the plane as the last guy and, and it's fine. Like they, they won't tell you, oh, we have to take it away and you have to retrieve it from the, the, the luggage, you know, carousel. No, nothing like that. It's actually a very useful pro tip that you just said there because standing in the line is useless. I mean, yes. it's wasted time. I mean, okay, you can listen to an audiobook or podcast uh, while you're there, but I don't like it. I, I like being at the gate, having a nice place and just working. And then people stay in the line. They, they, they start checking in, you know, getting, getting in. And I just wait and then just do my stuff. And then when I see it's last call. I'm like, okay, it's time for me now. <laughs> so, so I just get in. Isn't this, isn't this just funny? Like I've, I never understood that, how, how the line will form like half an hour before boarding even starts. Yes. And then the boarding lasts for like 15, 20 minutes. So like, like, like people are standing for more than half an hour and like, what, like, why? Like, yeah, it's... Okay, sure. Like, if you really hate um, having to retrieve your carry-on suitcase from the uh, the carousel, then you're, if you're flying with Ryanair or something like that, then you might want to be somewhat front of the line. But, but like, come on, like, why? <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, in the in the um, uh, in Ryanair, actually, whenever I fly with Ryanair, I actually do buy priority. Uh, to enter uh, and I do it because then I can enter anytime because priority yeah. has a different line so uh, I don't have to like, I just enter whenever I feel like entering you know so it's even better but with some airlines I just don't know how to do it so I just stay until the very end and that's it and it's very easy because anyway my seat is taken I mean I have a marked seat so nobody will take, take my seat so it's fine yeah it's also I think uh, funny how when, when the plane lands and everybody is already standing up, even though yeah. they ain't moving anywhere for the next 15 minutes. And like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just sitting down uh, with my iPad, chilling, doing something on it when everybody in front of me has disappeared. And they're just like, stand up, walk out, and that's it. Like, like people are just manufacturing so much little stress and, and, and this complexity in travel. It just doesn't have to be there. Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. So, um, uh, so that that was really easy. So, really moving on in the airports. And another thing that um, by accident I got uh, from my bank actually was this uh, priority pass, which is this um, thing uh, that lets you get into the lounges of the airports. So, uh, uh, normally it costs money. They just offered me a credit card, which comes it as a perk that I can access any. I mean, not any some of the priority um, of, of these you know lounges on the airport okay and and the the thing about these lounges normally people who have business class who fly business class go there um and they are eligible for that uh, but this was another good thing that i had for this trip because i had like three hours in amsterdam so i would just go to the lounge and the lounge is always situated in a place where it's kind of it feels like you're not in the airport anymore it's not, you know, there is nobody rushing. There is just quiet, and there is some, uh, there, there, there is, you know, beer. There is water. There is some food. Like, like there is coffee. So you just sit down, relax, and you, it's, it's completely quiet. And you just work there. So uh, it was also very, very useful. So um, I was lucky that I had that card, and uh, it proved uh, pretty uh, useful. All right, all right. Tell me more about the backpack. How did you survive with just the backpack for four days? 
yeah so um again um i'm not i mean nomadic is not a sponsor of this i'm just excited about the backpack and nomadic also sells this additional pouch so anyway the key as you know to good packing are pouches yes this is this is the key one word pouches yeah repeat um, after me exactly <laughs> so they sell this very cool pouch where you could put you know uh, um uh, clothes clothes and then they have this this pouch when you fill it out uh, up completely uh, from both sides there it's two-sided then there is additional zip that like compresses it even more so mm -hmm. so uh, so first of all you put all the stuff there and then with this additional zip so you close it with zips and then you, with additional zip you just compress it even more and this pouch is freaking amazing i mean i put uh, all of my you know underpants uh, t-shirts um, running gear like everything in there <laughs> compressed it and put it in the um in the backpack also as mm -hmm. i mentioned my backpack expands so normally my backpack is pretty thin but it expands so uh, it's uh, this is really useful so i put the expand expansion mode on um, <laughs> for that then i put this pouch with most of my stuff at the very bottom of the backpack and again the backpack opens completely so i okay i can always you know get to the pouch very easily it's not a backpack that you have to just attack from the from you know from the top you can open the backpack completely which is very useful so i open mm -hmm. the backpack completely i put the stuff there i put um again i have my all my toiletries in one uh, you know uh, transparent pouch and i have them ready as you advised i have everything there i don't have to think about it it's 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 all there you know the toothpaste the toothbrush all, all of all, all of it um mm -hmm. so i have the toiletries there um and then i i i revised uh, reviewed all my pockets to just put only the gadgets that i would actually need there and i, I removed the gadgets that i don't need uh, and put them aside in, a, in, a, in one drawer so this way i had only the gadgets that i needed then i put uh, additional stuff and the best part is that also my backpack has this special compartment for laptops um which in my case is, you know, just a compartment for my iPad, iPad Pro because that's all I need. So the cool thing about the backpack was that, first of all, everything fit in there and I still had space. So I really, I had still room for more stuff, but I just didn't need more stuff. So I had room for more stuff. I didn't take spare uh, shoes because I don't need yeah. any shoes. That, uh, that, that's ridiculous. Like, you're not going to get spare shoes uh, in the backpack. No. So second, I didn't take spare trousers because, as you know, I have this fantastic, you know, uh, expensive trousers which uh, from um, Outlier, uh, New York City, and they are just uh, magical, magical uh, beer, coffee, water, whatever resistant, fantastic. So I was yeah. wearing them on my, on myself, and um, the only problem I had, the only drawback, was the freaking jacket, because I. I I need the jacket because it's you know it's it's cold there sometimes, but but, but of course on the air, in the airport it wasn't really cold so I wouldn't wear it so I had to really slap the jacket with me, which was kind of annoying you know and I didn't have enough space in the backpack to just put the jacket there because the jacket was like, occupied lots of space anyway. So um, so that was the only problem that I, I didn't have like a place for the jacket, so. Um, yeah, that, that that comes up when you have like big differences in temperature. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I know that. Like, for me, that that's not a big deal. Like, I can just, you know, wear the jacket uh, across my my waist if it's uh, yeah if it's mm -hmm. too too warm. It, it's it's not perfect, but it's still like so much better than have to drag around a a suitcase 
uh, I, I can also uh, I also have like in my backpack this tiny this tiny hook, this like um, mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. ca- carabiner. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's how you say it in English, but but I, I can I can hook a jacket like uh, behind my backpack, which looks funny. But uh, yeah, that, that also I, works. That's actually a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good idea. So anyway, uh, it was really nice. I can be walking with the backpack, and the backpack um, stands on its own, which is really good. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's it's much more uh, stiff than than my own. Exactly. So it was very useful because whatever I would just put it down, it would just stay there. You know, I didn't have to lean it against the wall, against something else. Like it, I would just put it down, you know, do something and take it up. So um, so that was really useful. And also the handles. I like the handles of the backpack. Really strong. So I didn't have to worry. You know, of to to hold to hold them. Um. So anyway, uh, the backpack worked. And ah, now the best part. As I as I told you, the I can open the backpack almost entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to the zippers, I mean the way the zips are done, I can open it almost entirely just to you know to have access to everything in the backpack. But then when I'm breezing through security, I just open it from the top, and with with you know two movements, I take out the toiletries and the iPad. Yeah. So then I cross the security, and after that, I just put the toiletries back, put the iPad back, close, and and all effortless, and then close the backpack, and I'm done. It's it's so easy, you know. This I like when you have um when you have a carry on, you usually have to open the whole carry on to be able to take out stuff. And this way, you don't have to do that. I just you know there is a small like small opening. It's enough to, to take out the, these two things because these these are the only things that they really require. Um, the all of my cables are spread across the backpack, and nobody complained until this moment. So, yeah. so really going through security with that also very easy. A tiny bit more complicated for me. Like first of all, it's the zippers are not organized such that I can do it in like literally f- like free movements, including opening a, a zipper. Uh-huh. Also, I when traveling, I generally have a MacBook which is in a case, and I have to like unzip the case and take out the the MacBook because if I put the whole case, half of the time they complain. Yes. Uh, and the iPad, and then like second zipper and the toiletries, and. Unfortunately, like I couldn't find a pouch which was both transparent and made out of um, fabric-like material. Uh. I don't want to put the toiletries in a plastic pouch because it doesn't breathe. And you always, like, like when using them, like you use them in a bathroom, so there's always water and moisture. You, like you put away the the uh the toothbrush and if it's like all made out of plastic and not like woven plastic then it will get nasty over time okay uh, but it's not transparent so most of the time it's fine but like one in four times they complain and ask me to repackage it in a in a uh, plastic bag and uh and and like put it through the detector again uh I'm not sure why, but uh, they care about that stuff, apparently. But I also realized that I didn't always remember to take out the pouch with all the cables and battery and whatever, and no one ever complained. So uh, I can, but my, my point is that uh, uh, if you, like like people in security line can be annoying to pros uh, because like they take so much time to unpack and repack their stuff. And if you... If you organize this stuff like neatly and you just have your backpack 
uh, then it, it really, it's much more quick. It's like really quick to unpack for security and then repack. Exactly. And and uh, also my experience, if if you don't put all the cables in the same place, like it's, you know, it's it's, it's a good way to go. It's, a, it's, it's like, a, it makes sense logically, but mm -hmm. it's better not to. Like, for example, I have, the, I have a small pouch with the most important cables, and then I have other cables in different places in my backpack. All of them have their own place, you know, because I have, this backpack is so amazing, has so many, you know, these places to put the, the things. Uh, this way, they don't complain because when I had a big yeah. pouch with lots of cables, then they would ask me very many times to just take it out and, you know, put it there. But if I have the small pouch with cables and then and other cables spread all over the backpack, they don't complain anymore because they're, they're just small items and nobody. Yeah, you might, you might be right. Um, unfortunately, my backpack doesn't have that many, um, like it doesn't really have organizing spaces uh, the same mm -hmm. way yours does. So it wouldn't be very easy to spread it around because I just need more sort of loose pouches. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'd have to buy more accessories because some of those stuff like the, 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 the power bank, I occasionally need on its own. So like I have a pouch that I can just take mm -hmm. and not the whole backpack. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 that's a good tip if you can manage that. And also, uh, um, my uh, backpack has two pockets, like the, the small one and the big one. And in the small one, it's also very neatly organized, and, but it's big enough that I could actually put my iPad there. I don't do it, but what I do put there is my backpack, um, I'm sorry, my iPad bag. So, you know, I have a bag within a bag. I have a, a small iPad bag that I carry with me. This way, when I'm on the conference, I don't carry my backpack anymore. I carry my iPad only in this small uh, iPad bag. Uh, yeah, that, oh. that, that, that's really good. Yeah. All right, uh, let's cut it here. I have a lot more questions, but next week we'll do something interesting related to this. So I, I don't want to like remove all, all topics for next week. You're right. Uh, you're right. So um, yeah. exactly. Next week we have this special, uh, special episode where we'll deep, deep, like, dig, dig, dig deeper into this. All right. So uh, tell me about about your conference. How was the the experience? You you spoke at MobiConf, correct? Yes, MobiConf. Uh, it's a mobile conference. Uh, and I think it's primarily made at a, uh, like the target is developers, mobile developers. There is like an Android track, um, iOS track, uh, everything mobile track. So like a more general uh, track, and also uh, UX, uh, UI design track. Mm -hmm. So the conference is such it's it's, it's very well organized. I, I have to say that kudos to the organization team. They uh, you you can see that it's, it was fifth edition and they just know how to do a good conference. Like they, they just know their, their stuff. Um, uh, practically there was nothing to complain about. I mean they they knew exactly. I mean the whole experience of um, showing up. Uh, you know logistics. Everything was done very nicely for the speakers. Also, like they had a hotel for us, they had they paid they paid for the transportation, and really they they covered the all the bases. Um, so it was a very nice conference. They also gave lots of goodies in the bag. I mean the swag, uh, as well, um, which I gave to Stashek, our uh, our our developer from Krakow. And then uh, um, so so this part was really good. What my personal experience is that. Um, I really don't think I'm gonna speak much more at the like at at, at the multi-track events, you know, because yeah, I don't um I don't really like that that much because um of course I understand I I understand the 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 the, the difference I mean iOS track Android track you know I understand that but 
here there were four tracks for um, roughly 600 people. And of course, not everybody was there uh, out of the people who got the tickets. So um, so you could see that, you know, people were spreading around and there were also people people um, uh, just talking outside, so not going to any talks. So you as a speaker, you speak to, I don't know, 30, 40, maybe 50 people at a time. Like if you are a very popular speaker, you, you speak to more people at a time. But so so there's there were 600 people in total. Yeah. And you're saying maybe 60 people uh at, at at your talk yeah yeah uh, that's disappointing exactly and especially um i think in my case it was one of the later talks in the second day so maybe maybe some people just already left before and yeah. also just uh right uh, i mean the talks in the same time uh, were talks by people I really know I really and I really like and I wanted to actually see their talks but I couldn't because I was speaking at the same time but also they were popular speakers so I think they also attracted a nice crowd as well so in the end it just would spread the good thing was that they were recording everything so uh, so the recording will be there and um, hopefully the recording in English will uh, serve many more people than the 60 that were in the audience so it wasn't all you know <laughs> all, all, all wasted but um, but that's the thing if I'm going, I'm I'm doing the effort to actually go to a conference, which is for me like a logistical, you know, challenge, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be sta- to be staying away from my family and you know and, and staying away away from work, then I should really just be more mindful about you know these conferences and also choose ones with just one track that you know people will actually listen to me when I'm there. So, um, but it's my personal opinion. Um, yeah, there there are people who who really go to speak on a lot of conferences, um, mostly for for fun, I guess, or or maybe mm-hmm. they're they're building some sort of personal um, brand. At, at least on um, at least on um, developers conferences, like like generally, no one pays speakers. Um, yeah, ever. Mm-hmm. So so you really do it because it's it's fun, or, or you you might get some like side benefit from it. Uh, but but like like, you know, for you that's there. There's part of that. It is fun. There is side benefits uh, in terms of like not be marketing and stuff that 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 you talk about like experiences from running a company like this. And some people might be interested, and some people, you know, might spread the word, and some of them might you know end up buying Nosby. So so there is some long chain of events that might be beneficial for you but but it's a very sort of secondary thing like it it's mostly stir like because it's fun. So if it's not a lot of fun or if it's not a great benefit, it's probably not worth spending all the all the time and the the effort to um that that you could put into your best work. Exactly. Uh so it, it was fun because I met also with a few friends. Uh, we had some nice dinners. Uh, I, I met new speakers, which I wouldn't normally meet. So yeah, as you said, for me, I just need to be really more, I mean, really picky about this uh, because as you said, I'm not a professional speaker. I don't m- make any money out of it. I don't uh, a, a build such a, I mean, I'm not trying to build such a personal brand right now. I want to work for Nosby right now. And, and um, uh, but the good thing was that I did uh, spread some, uh, a message about uh, no office and about the way we work, and um, and, and it's going to be recorded. So uh, I, I I think the recording will be pretty useful for for many people. So um, um mm-hmm. so overall I'm really happy, but I just it's 
so what I'm saying, you know, it's not like I'm saying this uh, against this conference or whatever. I'm just saying that for me personally, I have to just make sure that uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm more picky about where I'm going to sh show up next time. All right. Uh, what was your uh, talk about exactly? So it was like a, a next step from the talk that I had at the InfoShare conference. We're going to link in the show notes. Um, it was, again, about uh, us, about the way we work. And I was trying to talk about our pyramid of communication, but in a way of not calling it pyramid in the very beginning. So, <laughs> so and, and, yeah, and link and, in the show notes to the episodes where you were just before another conference and we we're uh, discussing how to explain this topic as to make people interested and not disinterested. Exactly. So, so the excuse was to explain which apps we use to get stuff done. And especially which apps we use as mobile people, as nomads. And, uh, ah, nice. And so, so that was the excuse. And it was a good excuse because this way I could uh, target my talk not only uh, at managers or, or remote workers, but also at mobile developers to just show them what we do care about in the apps and what we don't care about. Uh, like which apps are for us useful and which aren't. aren't. And again, for us, this is the whole you know, like the whole curse of knowledge. Like I was talking about these apps and I was thinking, you know, this is so obvious. Like everybody, sh you know, I'm sure knows about these apps. So like this is useless, but of course not. Like people, um, uh, people very often, they, they don't, don't see that it's actually possible to run a company from an iPad, you know, and then use really apps to get all this stuff done. It just, uh, the, the basic example is Zoom. is the platform that we use here to, uh, to record this, um, podcast and also to do webinars and also to do our video conferencing on all of our, all of our uh, meetings uh, people still are stuck in skype and are complaining and cursing <laughs> and uh, and i got lots of questions about that and about you know how like like what to use for video conferencing because skype is rubbish um so i talked about our apps i talked about um so i called this um uh, you know this concept that we have this path to, to communication and productivity so the deep work, the feedback loops, the 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 the, the, the back and forth, the face to face, and the meetings, and then I talked about the apps that I use. So the apps that I use on the iPad uh, for deep work, and explaining why iPad is such a nice focused place. You know, the one app at a time or or split view, like how how focused it is and how helpful it is to get stuff done. And I also explained that I did most of my presentation on the iPad in the keynote. And then I talked about um, uh, the apps for, for, for comments that you can do actually GitHub on the iPad and you can uh, uh, use uh, GitHub. And then I uh, gave this uh, example of you and Leon uh, doing this um, thing when you were on a, on a walk in Ustroń and you decided to add a feature to Nosby and you would just code it on the, on the mobile phone, do the, um, uh, do the code review on the phone, uh, ship it, uh, create and build a build from the mobile phone and download the build and check if it worked. So Yeah, <laughs> on, on, on both iOS and Android. I had the iPhone, he had an Android phone. Exactly. So I didn't know about the story. Rafael told me about the story, and it was a perfect story for really? my uh, for my presentation. You know, two two guys on the mobile phones, like like from from an idea to code to code review to actually building a build and just downloading it and making sure it worked. Like, wow. So um, I like you know I tried to tell the people like this is 2018. Things can get really done on the mobile phone and on an iPad. 
So my iPad was like, again, my iPad only, and iPad was like, again, another, another excuse to just show mobile apps in action. So that was basically my presentation. So uh, and then you know um, the meetings. I was also giving uh, the the cool thing about the meetings. You know who wants more meetings and stuff. And then um, uh, explaining how meetings are, have to be done. That we have to set the agenda. I even showed, you know, I even showed um, the our calendar in in uh, you know on the on as a slide showing that this is our calendar. All the meetings here are regular meetings that we have in Nosby, and all of them are optional. Yeah. And, and I told them that this is the key, that even if you have scheduled regular meetings, they're optional. Like you can always say no to a meeting because there is no agenda, nothing is prepared, we are, have nothing to discuss, there is no meeting, that's it. So um, I think this was also kind of an, uh, uh, an eye-opener for people. And, um, and of course, my favorite slogan, work is not the place to go, it's a thing that you do. So uh, it was, uh, as always, uh, mind-blowing for people. So that was good. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's worth like one thing I would I would um, I haven't seen uh, th this talk yet, uh, but but one one thing I I would try to do in your future talks if you if you talk about this kind of thing, I think this phrase is good, but when you speak it like that, it just it feels like a slogan, and people you know people have a filter for for that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. like, they don't want to hear advertisement and, and like like people who have their their system because they're building their brand and whatever uh but but when you like if you if you just spoke it as a sentence more than once a couple of times you, you have to repeat this but if you just 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 spoke uh in a few points of the presentation that you know uh, blah, blah 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 but you have to remember work is not the place you go it's just a thing you do right so blah 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 blah, blah. and mm -hmm. because like it, it bears repeating but like you, you don't you don't want to to fall into people's like uh, slogan right. filter. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Mm -hmm. To like mix it in in into a like 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 put it more into a straightforward thingy that like it just mix it in a, in a sentence. Just uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Also, um, you gotta talk to Hubert about making yourself a a slides template. Uh, <laughs> your slides are not pretty. They're they're not. They're not great. All right. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I take it as a feedback, so I'll go to Hubert and talk to him about it. Yeah. Uh, they gave us also a template for slides, and some speakers were using it. But come on. Font 28? It's just too small. Like, <laughs> really? They and, and speakers used it. And so I thought... I thought you know twenty eight might be good because the screen was great because it's, it's it was in the cinema again. Cinema is actually a very nice place to do a conference because yeah, I like, agree. It's it's very comfortable to sit, uh, and then and then then the the screen is just freaking big, so you can really see the slides clearly. But even then, if if it's a small font, it's just still a small font. I mean, I can read stuff perfectly. I have good eyesight. It's, it's just it's just not a good style of presentation. No one wants exactly. to read text. Like, why would you make a presentation and then put your entire master's thesis on it? Like, if you want to read text, you'll go read text online. Like, why would you make a, a talk like this, right? You go to talks because you want to, 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 you want to feel the emotion of the speaker. You want to hear ideas, hear them explained. And these slides, they're, they're just, they're just, 
they're just keywords. They're just like in the like small keywords and memes and photos and emojis. Like that's all you need. Uh, like you can't really both l- really listen to the speaker and read the text. Some some yeah. of the time, which is the same as what someone is speaking. So why are you speaking? Or it's completely different, in which case, like, I can't process two streams of text at the same time. I'm sorry, right? So <laughs> yeah. either I read it and not listen to your ideas, or I'll listen to your ideas and just ignore your wall of text. Like, please stop doing presentations like this. Exactly. So uh, so I took a few things from this, from this template. I mean, a few nice um, uh, like Im- like images that they were proposing to use uh, to be, like, in the theme of this conference. Mm-hmm. But then again, but then I wouldn't use any of the you know of the text-based uh, uh, templates because they were just too small and they would require me to put too much text on the slide, which I refuse to do. So uh, really, uh, this is not a good style. So again, they should think about this: about if you're doing um, a, a deck, like a, a template for people to use at a conference, you should think how they how you want them to present stuff. You know, yeah, because because really, some of the presenters really used it. And they put lots of text there. Like, like, I think they didn't even think about it. You know that, that they they shouldn't have done that. So yeah. So um, so I used a little bit of that. And um, the um, another thing was uh, networking uh, on the conference, which was really nice. Ah, fame. Okay. <laughs> what? So, fame. I mean, you know, we work from home. I don't get to talk to people on the street. People on the street don't recognize me. I'm not a famous person, so it's fine. But when I'm in the, on the conference, I'm always get, I always get blown away that, you know, some people use Nosby, really. <laughs> so so like I would come to some, come up to somebody, and there was one speaker uh, speaking about uh, machine learning, and uh, he, he had a very good talk, and I, I wanted to ask him some questions, and I was like, yeah, so I'm Michael, I, I, I run Nosby, and like, yeah, I, I'm I'm a user, I know. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then there was this Danish guy. He was doing a presentation on an iPhone and a fantastic presentation. Nice. He, d- he did a, a, like an app, a presentation app, because then he could like embed the things that he was presenting. He was doing about um, there were APIs for depth, depth APIs for graphics and, 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 and photos. Fantastic presentation. Very cool. And and I talked to him because I needed his uh, dongle because I forgot mine. I t- took it in the, I, I left it in the hotel, uh, my you know HDMI Lightning dongle, and uh, I asked him for it. And I was like, yeah, could you borrow me the dongle later? And he was like, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, so I'm Michael from Nosby. I know, I know Nosby, no problem. <laughs> nice. All right. So you know, these moments are like you know I'm still I'm, what I'm just saying. I'm still kind of amazed and kind of you know nicely rubbed when I hear that you know they know my app some of them use our app so it's like I don't even have to have to sometimes int- not introduce myself or introduce myself and they're like yeah I know Nosby so it's nice it's uh, it's cool that that's really interesting especially that you say that this conference mostly gathers um, software developers because I I haven't I barely meet people in conferences where I, I try to explain um, what I'm working on and I, I got that reaction like maybe a couple of times. I, like I definitely experienced that, but but like it's a very rare that, that that someone knows what Nosby is in in on those conferences where I go to at least. Uh, unless someone I'm already like uh, friends with, yeah. then then sure they they'll know. But yeah, that, that that's rare. So I'm I'm really I'm really pleased to to hear that <laughs> uh, that uh, you said two people who are also speakers and already yeah. were like yeah yeah I know. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was so cool, you know. Um, also, the thing with speakers, so they have a very, they had a very good speaker page, very good one, so you could really you know learn more about the speakers and um, just. Uh, in the in the morning when I was going to get some breakfast, uh, I saw a, a girl that was also alone eating breakfast. So I was like, and she didn't like look Polish. So I was like, she must be a speaker. So I checked the speaker page. Oh yeah, she's a speaker. So I just went up to her. Hi, uh, my name is Michael. You're a speaker as well, yeah? Right? Okay. So and that was it. And then when when I did that, then somebody else joined us because they saw that we are speakers. So like. It, you know oh yeah that happens all the time yeah but you know we would have eaten all of us alone and then just by coming up to one person and then another person joins and then suddenly you know we are a bunch of speakers uh, joining um, you know eating together and then getting to know each other so it was uh, so anyway it was good to do the first move you know to just say hi uh, uh, I recognize you from the speaker page which like I just had to check and check the photo and I'm like okay <laughs> this person is a speaker so um so it was good right yeah I, I definitely agree I, I do that all the time and uh, I actually have some thoughts about how how to conference uh, uh-huh. and and this is the, the most important point talk to people uh, like like really uh, on you know software developer conferences the, the rooms are mostly filled with people who are many of them kind of shy and introverted and not not really oh, yes. not really um, happy to just to, to or comfortable starting a conversation but 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 many of those you'll have the best conversations with but but you, you have to be the one uh, initiating the conversation so so really even though i'm one of those shy introverted people definitely not comfortable uh starting a conversation with strangers uh, somehow like i i taught myself that when i'm on a conference i'm in conference mode and i just i just like break all of the you know my uh, emotional barriers, and I just like walk right into people and start chatting with them. Uh, and like, I mean, at least as far as software, um, conference, like developer conferences are concerned, um, what what is sold are the presentations and the speakers, mm-hmm. the talks. But I mean, that's that's mostly useless to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean. So like, there's usually a couple of talks which are extremely good and just try to explain ideas and are very powerful and I love them. And most talks, they're not bad talks. They're fine. It's just I'm not really interested in talks because, like, I can always look them up online. You know, yeah. like, like don't go to conferences and just sit through all the presentations. Like, it's mm. just a waste of time and money. You can, you can find information oftentimes much more efficiently. Well, th- that's a that's a personal preference thing, but as far as I'm concerned, if I if I want answers to technical questions, finding in in text form is so much easier. And even if I want to watch a presentation, I I can do this in my own time, you know, free time for free at home. Like, don't go to conferences and just do that. That's that's truly truly wasteful. And for most conferences, um, there are some conferences where that's not true, like WWDC, where you have the labs and you get to talk to. Uh, Apple engineers, but on most conferences you have that, and you have the people. So, like, really, even though, well, especially if you you don't feel comfortable just talking to random people you don't know, especially especially if that if you're that kind of person, do that. Like, talk to people, meet people, make contacts, spend time with them, have fun. Like, usually people on conferences uh, go in the evening to to have some fun together, uh, and and really really do that. Um, for presentations, you know, don't feel compelled to be on all of them. 
if something sounds interesting, go listen. Uh, it might be a great presentation. For most presentations, um, all that matters is exposure. Like uh, a presentation might be interesting because you you get exposed to an, a technical idea or some other idea that you don't know about. And then you have it in your mind that it's something that exists, but you don't have to pay 100% attention because you can always look up the details online, but you have to... So it's mostly useful that you know that a thing exists and is useful, uh, but don't feel compelled to be on all of them. Oftentimes what I see happening on conferences is there's an interesting conversation in the in the hallway with some people and a, and a talk starts. And the talk is... I'm not that interested in it. Uh, then just don't go. Like continue the conversation. Uh, the talks are optional. The talks you can find online. Uh, but 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 talk to people. And especially like I feel like the, what what you said about um, noticing a, uh, a a speaker and going to to talk to her. Uh, like like especially I recommend talking to the speakers because. Why are they speakers? Usually it's because they have the most experience in the subject, they are most thoughtful, they're most happy to have a conversation, to talk about interesting stuff. Like that's why they're speakers. So, uh, you know, oftentimes in conferences, the the audience is very mixed. Some of them, uh, and I'm talking about this from the perspective of developers conferences, but some of them are uh, really experienced and might have a lot of interesting stuff to uh, to talk about. But unless you know them from the internet, like, you, you won't see that on their face whether or not they're experienced. Like, you, there's no way you can identify them, but you can identify the, the speakers and you know they're going to be experienced and have a lot of great conversations to be had with them. Uh, and also, if you can, be a speaker. Being a speaker on a conference is the best. Uh, it, it takes a lot of effort because you have to prepare a talk and, like, you and I are kind of... Um, proud of our work so we we won't make a bad talk like if we're doing a talk it takes time to prepare but but the great thing about being on a conference as a speaker is that not only is that people will come up to you like this is the the exact uh, reverse it's much easier to meet people and have great conversations and learn a ton by by talking to other people because while people can't identify each other whether or not like he or she is experienced and have a lot to talk about, or if this is just uh, you know a, a newbie that uh, you know I, I really won't have that much uh, to talk about aside from small talk. Uh, but but if you're the, the speaker, people come up to you, and and, and that, that that that's really fun. And I want to double down on on, on what you said. Uh, oftentimes you see like groups of people having great conversations, and you can join them, and you can see groups of people who you can see that like. They're part of an in-group, like a delegation of three people coming yeah. from the same company that if you try to talk to them, sometimes it's going to be great, but sometimes they're just like, they, they don't really want to talk to you. They just want to be left alone in the group. But oftentimes you can see people being alone because they don't feel comfortable starting a conversation. And oftentimes the, those are the people who have like the best conversations. Yes, completely. Uh and, you know, when we were standing in front of the coffee thing, uh, again, uh, when you're standing in line for the coffee thing, talk to the total person in front of you or yeah. behind you. Like, you know, just turn around. Like, it's, it's, it's so easy, you know, and just tell, you know, I'm going to get this coffee or whatever. Like, just start the conversation with coffee. And then, you know, suddenly you're having a nice chat. Nice chat. So it was, it was pretty easy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not in the line for the plane. You can talk to people. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's a good point. People won't look at you the wrong way if you if you start a con uh, a conversation with them. 
even if you start with small talk because you don't know how to start a conversation but yeah and you have great greetings from john sandell oh yeah hi john yeah <laughs> so uh he he's listening to us sometimes oh yeah that's nice that's hi john said. uh so um and of course uh our fellow Bochemunie guys, <laughs> Christoph and Rafał, they were very, very cool. And they were with me all the time there. So it was very, very nice to meet them. Nice. Yeah. So basically, um, as you said, uh, being a speaker on a conference is good. And uh, I had really lots of good um, discussions. So just the one thing that I said about uh, me presenting. But apart from that, uh, also it's good for me to get out of my comfort zone and go to conferences just to you know mix with people and get to know new people so um, i did just that i met really quite a few new people so that was good yeah and i'm very happy about you starting to get converted into the the next level of the cult of minimalism the backpack only lifestyle backpack. i'm really proud of you backpack only baby 